Welcome to Jurassic World. Yes, welcome to Jurassic World Minute where we visit Jurassic World one minute time. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And this minute we're back to discuss Minute 94 of Jurassic World. But before we get to that, David, quickly heading over to Jurassic-Pedia.com, we have another article written up here by Trinosaur TJ on Velociraptor communication, something we've seen pretty much across all the films. I'm just trying to think of The Lost World. I don't think we quite get the, the barking communication there, but dress, definitely Jurassic Park and Jurassic Park 3, we get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't recall it in the um, in the Lost World, but interestingly, the first two Jurassic Park movies we see a much more kind of visual, non-verbal use of communication, and I think we mentioned this when we started Jurassic Park three, and how the Jurassic Park three Raptors are much more vocal with their communication. They kind of vocally communicate much more than the raptors from the first two movies. And the raptors in Jurassic World seem to do the same. They seem to use a little bit of the nonverbal communication from the raptors of the first two movies, but seem to be generally much more vocal than the raptors in the first two movies. Alan. <laughs> well, it's one of them things that we we would definitely want to try and put in. I can't recall if it's mentioned in the Ibris Project uh, article that it would be a trait from the the Jurassic Park three Raptors. They'd want more communication in the animals to develop them for the uh, for the project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're gonna get we're gonna get some of that communication happening in this minute. Uh, although it sounds one side, but we'll get to it. So. Yep, we've got the article up here for Raptor Communication, which uh, pretty much goes through what we just said, and also, as we uh, we know, Dr. Grant theorising that um, the animals were able to communicate in Jurassic Park 3. We get the resonating chamber and all that sort of thing introduced there as well. So, mm-hmm. I just think it's interesting, though, how certain calls you can almost translate, in a way... Like, the barking call seems to be a kind of like a call for a te- call to attention towards the rest of the pack, whereas the um, the scream seems to be more of a battle cry, and the um, kind of that growl they do does more, seems to be more of a, like, frustrated growl. Mm. Yeah, well, 
the examples when they enter the kitchen, that that first raptor call sits up or stands up right up and barks to mm-hmm. um, to get the others in. We get the classic it's calling for help in Jurassic Park Three, where it's doing a doing a bark, but there's that other sort of uh, fluty noise. It's almost like a squawking noise. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, when it does get free and gets out on the steps of the Embryonics Administration Building, and we get more of that bark as well, and we can see the raptors in the jungle hearing that and knowing what it means. So mm-hmm. uh, we do get that bark in this minute as well. So for that article and more, head over to jurassic-pedia.com for many more. I know why they wouldn't tell us what it's made of. Oh. Dave, we're going to get a minute 94. Yeah. All right. Minute 94, Jurassic World opens with Claire being a responsible parent and ends with the shock reveal of the Indominus being part raptor. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, As we ended minute 93, Claire had stopped the boys from seeing the video feed, fearing a repeat of the early encounter with the Indominus. Uh, The boys protest, but Claire tells them to keep the window closed. Back in the jungle, Owen and crew uh, approach the fallen log and take up positions. Ahead of them, the raptors are just standing as one in the clearing, not seemingly hunting the Indominus at all. They just already ran up on it, and are they already communicating? You said before, sort of visual communication, not so much the vo- the vocal stuff. Mm-hmm. We know we know the Indominus is here. We can hear it sort of breaking twigs and sticks as it's moving amongst the jungle, but. It's just sort of weird that the raptors are just here and just stopped as one. We're not getting that hunting behaviour. Mm-hmm. Well, as the exercise is meant to go, it's not meant to be a hunt. It's meant to be a find, hence the hide-and-seek drill, where, they, where they're meant to actually uh, find it. They're not actually meant to kill it, which I would suspect is a successful run of that mission, you know? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good point. They wouldn't... Um wouldn't attack and eat or kill the, some, the thing they were searching for. Well, that, that wouldn't be something I'd train them to do. Mm-hmm. Hence, I think that would be why they were training with live bait, the pig, <laughs> just because they were trying to train them to ignore their kill instinct in favor of finding but not eating. Because you know? <laughs> most animals only... only Find only look for food when they're hungry. They don't actually just look for food just to play with it, you know? Mm. Some do, but most don't. <laughs> uh, unless it's a novelization where Michael's Echo or Charlie got to eat that pig. <laughs> uh, the soldiers all turn on their red laser sights here um, to get that sort of visual on screen mm. as they're all looking towards a stand of trees. The raptors Which looking. I hate. <laughs> <laughs> Red lasers are not strong enough to produce that glow. Mm. Usually, what they do is they either CGI in the laser beam, or I think what they did in this case is fog up the set so that you can see it wafting in the um, fog. Yeah. yeah. You, you can get powerful lasers to do it, but... Not Usually this... those ones are green. Yeah. <laughs> I may or may not have one of those. Um, <laughs> but that's not... That's, you're not having that on just your standard military rifles. There might be some customization here, but the fact that everyone's got the same colour red red dot 
probably shows that there's not any customization going on here whatsoever, but we can hear the Indominus moving amongst the trees here, but we can't see it, uh, mm. whether it's the camouflage or not. But she does emerge slowly, non-threatening, uh, and Alan watching her closely. It doesn't look like she's camouflaged here. She just sort of comes out of the shadows. Again, it would have been good if she was actually standing there the whole time and just decloaks in front of the tree. I had heard rumor that that had been the original intent and it just kind of came across in the final movie with the animators just making it come out of the shadows and the vi- and out from between the vines. Hmm. But I think this was meant to be another use of it, but it wasn't really executed that way. Yeah, well, we mentioned back when she comes out at Hamada and ACU, that's the only time in the film we actually see her camouflage. And <laughs> it's a shame if she's knowingly using these tactics to hunt or stalk the humans, <laughs> she should be doing a lot more. Even even at the final fight, and we'll get there, if she's under attack by the Trenosaur and feeling like she's uh, vulnerable or being under like underpowered, then surely the camouflage would be a sort of defense mechanism to try and help her out a little bit but we don't see it there mm-hmm. either but then the uh the indominus and the raptors have a chat <laughs> uh <laughs> sitting there again we hear a lot of familiar sounds the barking uh, mm-hmm. we don't hear the identical sounds coming from the indominus we do hear similar sounds but they sort of change a little bit obviously bigger mm-hmm. animal deeper deeper lung capacity all that sort of stuff you're not going to get the exact same sounds but which I think is really interesting because it's almost like a parrot where the or even a raven where the animal is hears a sound, mimics it, and then comes to understand what that sound means. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. Shows an incredible level of quick learning intelligence. <laughs> and maybe not so much intelligence. I do play these sounds in front of my sleeping dog and she doesn't even wake up, so <laughs> <laughs> not uh, not general communication here for all animals, just uh, for these two, which mm-hmm. is uh, what Barry picks up on telling Alan that something's wrong. Uh, they're communicating. <laughs> uh, one of those lines from the trailer where we uh, get that turning point of all hell breaking loose. Um, we cut back to the raptors and we hear them barks from Jurassic Park 3, as I said before. Uh, the classic, I'm calling for help, but more so the uh, the bark of the raptors in the kitchen. And Owen replies to Barry, I know what I didn't tell us, what it's made of. That thing's part raptor. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) Which, I... I mean, it's kind of a cool line, but at the same time, it makes the implication that the reason they are able to communicate is because they both have... They're both part... Because the Indominus is part raptor and thus can, quote-unquote, speak raptor, which is not true at all. She's mimicking the noises that the raptors are making and learning how to actually communicate with them. You know? Yeah, yeah. So kind of in the same way that a parrot would communicate with its owner. Or I guess uh, more, less kind of mirrored, but more in a true sense, the way that a human and a dog understand each other even if they can't speak the same language they understand that certain sounds mean certain things for Mm. example i my dog she was able to understand what the word walk meant she didn't 
shy she couldn't spell it because <laughs> the only way I could get her, I could use the word anymore without her going nuts was to spell it. But she knew that the word walk meant going for a walk, which, again, I mean, is an impressive level of intelligence for an animal that's not even uh, a primate, but it's still a kind of communication between two unrelated species that can, or two partially related species that still effectively gets messages across, you know? Mm. Yeah. And as for what, what it's made, I'd, I don't know if during the, the brief while Owens with Hoskins, if he would have been able to get out of Hoskins, what what it's made up of. If knowing knowing the Indominus is part raptor, if that would change anything we've seen. Mm-hmm. He's already seen that she's an intelligent animal, so whether it's raptor intelligence or <laughs> um, concocted intelligence from mixing all everything together mm-hmm. in one big pot and making the Indominus... I don't know. Because as you said, it's not the fact that, oh, well, it's got part raptor, so obviously you can talk raptor, raptorese. It's the fact that it's intelligent enough to be able to interpret what the raptors are saying and communicate back. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not quite sure. Well, I suppose the only re- re- revelation of the fact that it's part raptor is it is now going to be the alpha. <laughs> They're going to see it as, uh, oh, <laughs> you're um, you're more, more badass than Owen, so you're our alpha, which we get next minute. So I can't see any other reason why it being part raptor's a shock. It'd be we know it's part that's based on the T-Rex. Mm-hmm. So, at the end of the film, Grace says we need more teeth. Claire goes and lets the T-Rex out. Rexy comes out, bursts through the, spin- through the spinosaur, uh, sees the Indominus. Mm-hmm. Instead of fighting, they go off and mate. <laughs> they, they go down by the lagoon and, um, and have a night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And looking at the scene frame by frame... In the movie, it kind of comes across like the raptors and the Indominus are having a little powwow here. But in reality, it's more nuanced than that. It's The Indominus figures out how to communicate an attack order to the raptors. And then using non-visual cues, looks at Owen. And then the raptors look at Owen too indicating that the Indominus intends for Owen to be the target of their attack. Hmm. So it's not really, it's not really like me, Indominus, me, strong, big, me, want you attack human. It's more, (laughs) it's more me, Indominus, big, and then me, want attack. And then she looks over at Owen and the message is made clear. Well, that's yeah, that's how we start next minute. We get that video feed from uh, Echo again, I think, or even all four Raptors, and all you, <laughs> looking directly at mm-hmm. Owen as he starts mm-hmm. to stand up and go, "Oh shit, we're in trouble." <laughs> like I said, I'm looking at the frame by frame here, and the Indominus goes from looking at the Raptors to looking up at Owen, who is far further beyond them. Yeah, and giving that visual cue that this is what I want you to attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that, and that's how we end the minute. Um, after all the years of training, the raptors turn on their masters and they all turn with the Indominus and look look back mm-hmm. at the uh, the people that are hiding behind the log. 
It's um, <laughs> this isn't going well. They're uh, they're in trouble. <laughs> this is why they didn't want the Raptors out. At, at, I don't know how you couldn't see this happening at some stage. Whether they <laughs> they take the Indominus Rex down and then attack, whether they don't find her, this is bound to happen. <laughs> Owen knew it, and, <laughs> and he's the first one that reacts next minute. The interaction here, though, seems to be... It reminds me a lot of um, the interactions between Caesar and the other apes and the new Planet of the Apes movies, where Caesar communicates to them, apes together strong. So in this case, dinos together strong, we can defeat the humans. Mm. Yep, they have a good good go at it. (laughs) Uh, But that's next minute, we'll talk about that then. Anything else before we get to novel comparisons? Uh, no, I think we're good. All right. Uh, the Raptors circle the Indominus uh, in the novel. Uh, the Indominus roars, but sounds a lot like a raptor call, so in the novel it's describing that she's talking raptorese, unfortunately. Uh, it's Owen that tells Barry that something's wrong and that they're communicating, so it's the other way around there. But apart from that, uh, much the same as what we get in the film. Uh, mm-hmm. Dave, that was 94. Uh, how about we get heavy for the day? All right.